Welcome to Network Marketing Success Secrets. I'm your host, Gloria McDonald. On this podcast, I'm going to share with you all of my best tools, tips, ideas, and techniques to help you get more leads, have a steady stream of highly qualified prospects coming in every single day, close more sales, and recruit more team members so that you can spend more time doing the things you love and less time doing the things you don't. I'm curious, let me ask you, how much could you really achieve and accomplish if you had a clear, simple, and proven roadmap to success and a mentor who knows how to guide you each step of the way? In this moment, you're standing on the threshold of an amazing life, and it's time for you to walk across that threshold to finally achieve your dreams with clarity and confidence, no matter how big your dreams may be. I know you can achieve these dreams because you are amazing, genius, and divine. Now let's get to the episode. Do you ever wonder why some people seem to be so good at selling and closing the sale and recruiting new team members into their business while you struggle? And do you wish you knew what the magic words were to convince people to join you in your network marketing opportunity? If you find selling difficult, if it makes you feel really uncomfortable, then what you're about to learn can change everything for you. Because today we're talking about prospecting and recruiting with pre-suasion. You're going to learn how to sell more of your products and services and recruit more team members by understanding the art of pre-suasion. So what is pre-suasion? Well, persuasion is about how you influence your prospect to make a decision or take her take a desired action before you actually go for the close, before you actually close the sale. It's all about what happens before you ask for the sale or ask them to join your team. And Robert Cialdini, in his book, Persuasion, um, reveals a revolutionary new way to influence and persuade. So Cialdini has combed through hundreds of scientific studies to prove that the most important things that influence your prospect's decision aren't the words you use in the moment when you're asking for the sale, but how you set the stage ahead of time. How you frame your message from the start will determine your success. So Cialdini is a social psychologist who's considered by many to be the world's top expert on the psychology of influence. And he wrote an incredible book called Influence in 1984, which is still one of the best books ever about marketing and social science. And if you don't have either of these two books, I highly recommend both of them. But in his book, Persuasion, which is what we're talking about today, um, he talks about taking advantage of privileged moments for change. And this framework provides incredibly valuable information for you in direct sales and multi-level marketing, network marketing. So you want to keep the following principles of persuasion in mind when you're talking to a prospect, when you're creating social media posts, when you're writing an email, article, or blog, or doing a video. So let's talk about persuasion principle number one. 
make your prospect receptive to your message before they hear it with persuasion. So persuasion versus persuasion. We think of persuasion as getting someone to do something we want them to do or say yes when we want them to say yes. And maybe you want someone to buy your product or sign up as a business builder in your network marketing opportunity. Well, Cialdini provide, defines persuasion as the process of arranging for recipients to be receptive to a message before they encounter it. And Cialdini spent years studying high-achieving salespeople, marketers, negotiators, and public relations experts. And he discovered something they all had in common. According to Cialdini, the highest achievers spent more time crafting what they did and said before making a request. They didn't rely on legitimate merits of their product or service or offer to get accepted. They recognized that the psychological frame in which an appeal is first placed can carry equal or even greater weight. So Dr. Cialdini tells the story of a colleague of his who did extensive, extensive and expensive consulting work for large companies. Now, this consultant struggled with companies always trying to get him to lower his fees. So this is where we're going to talk about price anchoring. So one day, this consultant accidentally discovered a trick that caused these companies not to resist his price and to stop trying to negotiate with him. And what he did was he just joked and he had no idea that what he was doing was something that was sound from a psychological basis. But one day he was just about to tell this group of executives who had gone to, you know, pitch on his consulting. He said, now, obviously I can't charge you a million dollars for this. And then he went on to tell them that the price was 75,000. Well, little did he know, he started, he got no resistance to the $75,000 price point. So he kept doing that and kept doing that. And he found out that this actually is something that worked very well. So why does price anchoring work? Well, because if your prospect is thinking of a million dollars by saying, well, obviously I can't charge you a million dollars for this, you've already anchored the price in their mind as a million dollars. So then $75,000 sounds like a real deal. So you can also price anchor by telling your prospect about a product that's a higher price product. So as a network marketer, let's say you want to sell, you're talking about a skincare product or something like that. And you're talking to someone who's really interested. What, What I always recommend you do is you have several different combinations of products as a package in your mind. So you might be able to say, well, we've got this package that's $795, but frankly for you, I recommend you start with our $375 package. You've anchored in their mind $795, which sounds crazy. And then you say, but what I recommend is this $375 price point. Same thing when you're recruiting people. I always recommend you have packages. If your company doesn't have a package, a standard starting package, and even if they do, I always recommend that you have written down on a piece of paper 
starting packages. And if your company's entry-level package that people sign up for is, let's say it's $475, then you create a package that's value is probably at least twice that. And you say, well, we have this package that includes this and this and this and this and this and this, but that's $895. And what I really recommend for you is this package that's only $449 or whatever it is, but have those things pre-planned. So price anchoring is one technique for setting up a psychological framework in your prospect's mind by putting a high price in your prospect's mind again. Prior to asking for the sale, you're pre-suading them. And it subconsciously makes the low price feel like a bargain and reduces and eliminates price resistance. So let's talk about persuasion principle number two, which is redirecting attention. Now, we as mere mortals, as human beings, can only focus on one thing at a time. There's, I mean, it's been scientifically proven that there is no such thing as multitasking. So what we're focused on at any given time is what we perceive to be important. So we usually try to talk our prospects into joining our company by convincing them uh, with reasons we believe to be important, like um, the special patented ingredient in your product or the award-winning scientist that formulated your product, or maybe the recognition the founder and CEO has received, or how your company is trying to change the health and wellness of humanity, or create global prosperity, or how amazing the comp plan is. But here's the thing. Actually, that's the hardest way to change someone's mind. Maybe you've had a discussion at some point with someone about politics, And you have one point of view and they have another point of view. Well, I don't know about you, but these arguments sometimes can get pretty heated and you can go back and forth and back and forth and you can try to convince someone or talk someone into your point of view, but it almost never, if ever works. And it's the same thing with trying to convince someone that your opportunity is the right opportunity. So it's much easier to change what your prospect is paying attention to. And if you can change what direction they're focusing on right now, then you can offer often change their decision in this moment. So this is critical because our attention is limited. When someone when something new grabs your attention, you don't have a choice. We you can only think of one thing. So when you when something grabs your attention, you have to let go of the other thing that you were paying attention to. So Cialdini explains it this way. We, he says, we are said to pay attention. When attention is paid to something, the price is attention lost to something else. Indeed, because the human mind appears able to hold only one thing in conscious awareness at a time, The toll is a momentary loss of focused attention to anything else. So there are persuasive questions to focus your prospect's attention. So you can get your prospect to focus their attention exactly where you want it by asking specific questions to elicit desired answers that will influence their decision. 
So let me give you an example of a study that was done. In 1993, there were two groups of Canadian college students that were asked similar questions. The first group was asked if they were unhappy with their social lives. The second group was asked if they were happy with their social lives. So students in the first group, listen to this, were 375 times more likely to say they were unhappy than students in the second group. And don't forget, the students in the first group were asked if they were unhappy with their social lives. So when the student is persuaded by the word unhappy in the question, this makes their mind scan for recent circumstances, situations, events that create an unhappiness. And guess what? That's what the mind finds because that's what the mind is searching for. But when the students were persuaded by phrasing the question, are you happy with your social life? Their brains scanned for recent happy feelings, situations, and events, and that's what they find. So this is a really subtle little change in how the question is worded, but it completely changes what people are thinking in the moment and has a significant impact on how they answer the question. So let me give you an example of another study that marketers did to try to convince consumers to sample a new soft drink and provide their email address. So one group of consumers were asked if they viewed themselves as someone who is adventurous and likes to try new things. The other group of consumers wasn't asked this question at all. No surprises. 75.7% of the consumers who were asked the question, were they adventurous? Did they like to try new things? 75.7% of those consumers tried the drink and gave their email address. In the other group that were not asked that question at all, only 33% tried the drink and gave their email. This is powerful for us as network marketers. And again, you want to be thinking about this in your social media posts, in your emails, in your articles, in your videos, in everything, and obviously in your one-on-one discussions with a prospect. So here's an expert tip for you. You want to prepare persuasive questions you can use that you can ask your prospect when you're going to be on a call with them. You know, if you're trying to sell them on your product or if you're trying to recruit them into your opportunity. So here are some examples. If you're speaking with a prospect and want to persuade them to realize their need for a second stream of income, you might ask, how concerned are you about your current financial situation? The word concerned. Well, obviously, they're going to say they're concerned because their brain is going to scan for concern. Or another way to ask that question might be, How worried are you about your financial future? Mm, Scanning for worry, right? So you don't want to ask how happy you are about your current financial situation because their brain is going to scan for feelings of happiness, satisfaction. Really subtle and very powerful. Okay, persuasion principle number three. You want to hold your prospect's attention with whip them. So great, you've got your prospect's attention. Now let's hold it. All your prospect cares about is with them. What's in it for me? Me as your prospect, okay? So make the conversation all about them. And again, this is in emails. It's in social media posts. It's in articles. 
blogs, videos, and obviously in your one-on-one conversations. If you don't hold your prospect's attention, then they will never be able to hear about your opportunity. So let's face it, the most interesting thing in the world to most people is themselves. That's just the way we're wired. It's not obnoxious. It's not selfish. It's just the way we as human beings are wired, period. So the secret to holding their your prospect's attention is to get your prospect talking about themselves about and asking them questions about their goals, their dreams, their challenge and their challenges instead of talking about you, your products, your services and your opportunity. So here's an expert tip for you. Be specific and use the word you in conversations in social media posts, messages, emails, articles, videos, blogs. Don't use general and impersonal words like people or they. The word you makes your prospect in uh, in person or online feel like you're speaking directly to them. Okay? Persuasion principle number four. Hold your prospect's attention with an open loop. Now, if any of you are on my email list, I use this technique quite often. And I use it uh, fairly often in when I'm doing short live videos. So telling your prospect an unfinished story, creating a cliffhanger or a mystery is a powerful way to hold their attention. Research has found that unfinished stories are remembered while finished ones are quickly forgotten. So your prospect has a desire, a strong desire for closure. Our brains don't like unfinished stories, unanswered questions, and unresolved problems. So when your brain doesn't have closure, it naturally is working away at trying to get closure. So it's trying to finish something that's left unfinished. But as soon as your brain does get closure about something, your brain can release it, you can release it, let it go. And then you tend to forget quickly about it and move on. So expert tip for you, if you want to hold your prospect's attention, don't give them closure too quickly. Leave them hanging. And this is commonly known uh, in marketing, again, as the open loop. And it's especially effective in emails and videos. Okay. So you start by telling a story to get your prospect's attention and get them interested and intrigued. But before you tell what happened in the end and how the story finished or the problem was was resolved, you switch and you start talking about another related topic. Now, your prospect will naturally want to hear the end of the story, so they keep reading or listening. Near the end of the email or video, you're going to go back and finish the story or tell them how the problem was resolved so they get closure. So the open loop keeps your prospect focused on the message you're trying to deliver because again, they need closure. So they want to know how the story ended or the problem was resolved. So they stick with you. And persuasion principle number five, you want to create unity. So you can powerfully influence your prospect when you create unity with them. When your prospect feels like you're one of them, you've created a bond or a sense of unity. So when you use the same words your prospect uses in a conversation, you're creating a subconscious sense of unity. So let's say, I'm not saying this word would come up, I'm just using it as an example. If your prospect uses the word supermarket, 
when you would naturally use the term grocery store, you want to mimic and repeat back to your prospect, supermarket, not grocery store. If your prospect talks about going on a beach vacation, you don't say tropical vacation. You want to make sure you're using the exact words they're using. And it creates a subconscious sense of connection. So you want to match and mirror what they're doing. So if your prospect speaks quickly and more loudly, then you want to match their pace and their volume. Same thing, if they speak more slowly and softly, you want to match that. The more you understand personality types and are able to identify them quickly in a conversation and use language that your prospect uh, can relate to, the more you'll be able to build that know, like, and trust factor. And creating a know, like, and trust factor is another form of persuasion and makes closing the sale infinitely easier. So creating a sense of unity can also be about shared groups, experiences, identities, or even world views. Expert tip, make your prospect feel like you're part of the same team, group, family, or tribe by matching and mirroring them, using their vocabulary, matching their volume and their pace, and even matching their body language. So, If you really want to dig deeper and understand more of these concepts and particularly how to understand your prospect's personality type and their style and be able to use vocabulary, not just actual matching vocabulary and matching words, but be able to use vocabulary that will work with your prospect's brain, then I can't recommend strongly enough Magic Conversations to close rejection free. This is a program that the amazing Debbie Morton did. I did it with Debbie, but it's Debbie's content, and it is brilliant. I have learned so much from Debbie Morton, and I cannot recommend this program strongly enough. If you want that, go to GloriaMcDonald.com slash Magic Convos. That's GloriaMcDonald.com slash Magic Convos. And as always, if you found this valuable, if you've got great information out of this, please don't forget to share, to like, and to subscribe. And I look forward to seeing you again soon. Thanks so much.